Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, everybody. It's Greg Harrelson here um, with the Level Up Podcast. Of course, I've got my... Uh, my partner and co-host uh, Brendan Payne with me, um, and we are going to talk about the uh, lead conversion. And uh, as you can see in the title, uh, Brendan and I want to have an uh, open discussion, and we never know where this is going to go, but we want to have an open discussion about why agents are not converting at a much higher higher level. Um, to just kind of set up the tone, I just want to let you know that I, uh, you know, we we have hundreds of thousands of leads in our database just within in in our in our companies alone and and so i've uh, brendan and i as as long as as well as other staff and coaches within the in, in our companies we've had a, a a good opportunity to kind of see patterns of real estate agents patterns that are working and patterns that are not working. So, Brendan, before I get started, let me kind of set the tone here, uh, or before we get started, let me set the tone of kind of where where uh, where I think we should go with this. So, the 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 patterns of people that are converting leads. Here's their patterns: a lead comes in, they call them fast, and when they get them on the phone, they immediately ask for an appointment. Like. You know, they they basically their intention is to set the appointment. So they get a new lead, they call them and they say, hey, Brendan, would you like to look at that this afternoon or, you know, would tomorrow be better? It's just right off the get go, whether it's a seller lead or a buyer lead, they're calling them, getting them on the phone and asking for that appointment. And they're not falling for any smoke screens. Mm. And if they don't get them on the phone, they keep calling them, calling them, I'm calling them. And eventually, if they call them, you know, and never get them on the phone or they do and they don't set an appointment. They immediately put them in a long-term nurturing program. But that long-term nurturing program is full of different triggers, meaning somebody may click on this to find out what their property's worth or click on this to find out about home inspections. There's all kinds of different things people can click on that shows the agent whether or not they're engaging with their content or not. And when they're mm -hmm. engaging, the agent calls them again. And they drip, they drip, and then they call them every quarter at a minimum, and then they convert. That's what successful pattern looks like. What I see the unsuccessful pattern looks like, which is, by the way, the prominent pa pattern, mm -hmm. is you get a new lead, call them once, get no answer, never call them twice. Then say the leads suck, they find a new resource, and then they repeat the same old thing over and over again, and just say, I've never really had any good luck with leads. So... Brendan, I know I said a lot. I was trying to set it up so we kind of get some context of where my mind is with the uh, with, with this particular subject. Welcome and thank you for being here with me. Yeah, for sure. And, um, <laughs> and what's on your mind? Yeah, so I think that the, that that first part's so critical because one, you know, nothing's going to ever con we're never going to convert anything without an initial conversation, and yeah. so the attempts that have to be made to get. Um, somebody on the phone and have that initial conversation. I don't think anybody, as a as somebody learning the business, I don't think anybody comes in and understands like what it really means to be aggressive about trying to get a lead on the phone. You know, some people come in and they're like the one time you yes. just drive. 
And somebody else comes in like, no, I know it takes more than that. I've heard this. I've read these books and stuff. And so they call them like five times, maybe twice a day for two days. And then we talk with them and it absolutely blows their mind on what you actually have to do. What's it mean to really go after and make that first attempt? And so I think that's that's yeah. the, the the key is understanding that you have to get them on the phone the first time and not judging like, well, they didn't answer. So they're not a lead. And I'm just going to move on from there. My Where my mind is going, I'm a visual. And um, I'm so I'm, these pictures are just like appearing in my mind. And, and, and when you say that, I'm thinking, you know, we don't act with urgency to actually get them on the phone. We may act with urgency to show them property or get to an appointment or um, or get them to write a contract, negotiating contracts, maybe even act with urgency on follow-up. But I feel like urgency is lacking from the minute that we capture something to the time that we actually get them that make the first contact. Mm -hmm. And what I think the, the picture that was in my mind was when you, you think about football, the other team kicks off and we receive, and then we run it and we get it. We're on the 30 yard line, right? Well, we've got the ball. That's kind of like us. We've captured the ball. We've captured a lead. But now what we got to do is we got to run a series of plays. And, and to me, those series of plays is the, con the, the number of attempts that you're making to get that person on the phone. We captured a lead. Now we got to do everything we can to get them on the phone. Because when we get them on the phone, now we've already marched all the way up the field and now we're in the red zone. Mm -hmm. It's like we're so close to scoring at the point that we get them on the phone. Because if we get them on the phone, we're probably going to set an appointment. So we're really close to scoring. But when we first get the contact, we're so far away from scoring. And we need to be much more aggressive just to get them on the phone and not be call them, leave one voicemail, wait for them to call back. They don't call us back. So then we never call them back, which is really, really common in our industry. Yeah, I think it goes hand in hand too with you know, a lot of times if, if somebody's newer or maybe they don't work a lot of outbound leads, maybe everything is referral based and stuff like that. And then they start working leads that you actually have to fight for. A lot of times the perception is, well, I've got this lead. I've got this contact. They raise their hand. They're interested in buying. And in their mind, they think, well, this is a buyer. Like they're just going to buy. And as soon as I talk to them, they're going to buy. Now, it doesn't make sense. If that was the case, how hard would you try to get a hold of that person? Like if you knew every deal that you were going to do was a one contact deal, you would like fall over backwards to try to, uh, yes. to get a hold of them the first time. But I think instead, that lack of urgency is just like, well, when I get a hold of them, then they're missing the point that they have thousands of options in most markets. They're probably getting calls from five, 10, a dozen other people. So the urgency to actually get in touch with them quickly is all about not only making contact, but it's trying to solidify your place in line of maybe being the person to maybe help them when they maybe do something. And so I think it's it's having an understanding of like, how does that lead cycle work? How does the normal buyer buy how unlikely it is that the first call that you make, you're going to get them or the first conversation you're going to get is going to be about oh, and writing an offer. It's like really understanding this is going to be a process. And the sooner I can start the process at step one, 
then the sooner the other steps are going to come in into play. And then we can figure out, do I end up doing a deal or is this long-term nurture or is this somebody that never buys? Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, when somebody reaches out, let's just say they sign up on our website, we capture the lead. I think for some reason, because that lead reached out to us, I think agents get the sense of we got time. Okay, they're gonna they reached out to us. We got time. I, I'll go ahead and do this thing, and then I'll go to this appointment, and I'll do this, and I'll get back to them later. As if these people are gonna wait for them. Mm-hmm. What we need to be thinking as agents, as when we capture that lead and we get that first notification, it's like a race. Always assume there's three more agents going after that same lead, and now it's gonna be a matter of who gets to it first. If, if we would actually, again, it goes back to the urgency, if we would recognize that it's a race and the first person to get to that person is going to be the likely winner, if we actually just shifted that one mindset right there, people's conversion would go up probably by 30%. Yeah, for sure. The conversion, sure yeah. would. What about yeah. smoke screens? How do you think smoke screens come into play on this? Well, smoke screens are the next, you know, that's the most common when we talk about smoke screens, objections and conditions. Um, that's the most common one they're going to come across. And that's just the typical, it's the gut reaction. It's that visceral, visceral reaction in a sales conversation that the other side has when they've got, you know, that, res- that sales resistance. So in our conversations, and I noticed you were looking on our website and wanted to find out when you want to go take a look at a couple of properties. Oh, no, no, I was just looking. The, the very typical response that you get from somebody. And like everything else, you've got to know that it exists. I think a lot of people feel like that's an objection. So the first step on, on, on getting past that is understanding that's not an objection. That's just a reaction. And then when you've got the reaction and we know we can anticipate that's going to happen, then just moving, moving past that. But that's where you know, imagine you put all the effort into getting them on the phone and then you don't get any further than when can I go show you some properties? And they say, no, I was just looking. Well, of course you were just looking. That's why I'm calling you. Like, let's move past that. But if every call stopped there, what would you think about the, what would you think about the quality of the leads? And that goes back to in, I think a lot of our minds, we believe we're going to make that first phone call and they're going to be like, oh, you know what? It's great that you called. I am looking. I'm looking for a four bedroom, two bath. I'm probably going to buy it about 60 days. I'm all pre-qualified. And I just was looking for somebody to help me go show some properties and then I'll write a contract with you. And we know that's not how it happens. So if, but if that's kind of in our mind, we, you know, don't understand how the process goes. Then when we get that smoke screen, we think objection, not a good buyer, just move on past and let me try it again. Yeah. It's like we're a department store worker, you know, we're in Nordstrom's and we're, we walk up to somebody say, Hey, yes, could I help you? And they say, no, I'm just looking like we, we know if, if as a salesperson, if we actually believe that, no, they're just looking, they were not there to buy. We'd never make sales. No. I mean, we, we, it's just, that's, that's for those of you listening, that's what we call a smoke screen. You know, I'll try to relate it a little bit more to conversion too on seller leads. You know, people go out there. I know we do it. We'll generate seller leads through home valuation. What's my property worth type of thing. And then we'll call those leads after they put in their address, their email and their telephone number. We'll call those leads, right? And they'll say, oh, no, it was an accident. I, You know, I'm not thinking about doing anything. Let me just tell you, agents at that point, 
And he's like, oh, okay, no problem. If you ever need anything, let me know and get off the phone and then say these leads stink. No, 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 that was a smoke screen. That was a smoke screen. And so for everybody that doesn't recognize that as a smoke screen and really thinks it was an accident, how they, they put their address in by accident, and then they put their email in after they put in it there, after they accidentally put their address in, then they accidentally added their email to it. And then after accidentally putting their address in an email, they accidentally added their phone number, like they had three accidents in a row. And then when they say, hey, it was just an accident. I know. Oh, no, I'm not selling. That was just an accident. I was just I was just kind of playing around. I wasn't sure what, what I was doing there. Just clicked on something. Just clicked. On, just clicked on something. And, and then agents actually get off the phone. And so that's what I mean. If you recognize that's a smokescreen and then you continue the conversation, build rapport, Next thing you know, they're actually in maybe an exploratory phase of potentially selling, maybe not in a listing phase, but maybe they're exploring the possibility. Now, just you not falling for that smoke screen totally changes your conversion ratio. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So now let's let's assume we we get them on the phone, we get past the smoke screen. Okay. Most first conversations don't end up with, um, hey, can you write this contract for me? So there's some sort of follow-up. What do you think is happening related to lack of conversion um, in agents follow up? Because that's kind of the next step. Yeah, I think that they I think I think the most simple thing that I that comes to my mind is this is the gap between the last call and the next call is too wide. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's some conversational improvements that can have also from the agent's uh, perspective, like the dialogue. But I, I try to figure out like, OK, what's one thing that I can tell an agent that if they corrected or if they chose to, they could correct today. Like if I tell you, hey, your skills need to get better. You need to learn this script. Then, OK, you're going to have to take another couple of weeks and practice the script role play and you'll get better in the future. But I'm going to say that they could do this one thing today and it doesn't require any kind of skill. And that is decrease the gap of time between your last call and your next call in the area of follow-up. And when somebody says, call me in a month, then you cut it in half to two weeks. If they say, call me in six months, you cut it in half to three months. That's what I'm talking about by narrowing the gap between the next call from the, from the previous call. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I like that. And along the same lines, I think it's being clear on what are you following up for? I hear all the time when the follow-up call is made, hey, Mr. Miss So-and-so was just touching base with you since the last time we talked. And there's no like, there's no moving them forward. It's like I'm calling for an update. They don't have an update because we're not clear on what's the next step for this person. So in every buyer and every seller, they go through a cycle and they start with in the dreaming phase. And then, and we've talked about this before, then they're in the exploratory phase where they might actually be going out and looking at some stuff online, maybe even looking at some properties and then they get to the buying phase. But within that, there's all these steps that they're taking and that's in the follow-up. When we hang up the phone and we don't know ourselves, what is the next step for these people in the sales cycle? Then when we call, then we're just talking about nothing. So I'll give you an example of somebody that maybe it's somebody moving into the area. You're on the phone with them. Yeah, we're going to be down at some point. Um, we want to you know, look at a condo, something like that. Then they hang up 
And if you ask, well, what's the next step? Well, we've got to get them, you know, we, we've got to get them in and take a look at some properties. Or I'll get a lot of times when I ask the agent, we've got to find something that they like. Mm -mm, that's not the next step. So when they think the next step is we've got to find something that we like, we call them and we ask, hey, have you found anything that you like yet? No, not at all. And the next step is actually we got to get them physically in the market. We've got to get them here to show up and go look at some stuff because they're just going to keep kicking the can down the road and you're going to keep doing this. And a year and a half later, they haven't found anything they like. And if we were going like, when are you coming in town? Well, I don't have any plans. And then six months go by, I still don't have any plans. That might be somebody you can go let them work with the automation and stuff that you're doing because they're taking too much of your time. In the meantime, you get somebody that says, hey, I'm coming in town in a week and you didn't know about that because you were asking, did you find anything that you like? The agent behind you was saying, when are you guys going to get in town so we can go look at some stuff in person? And we're going to be there in a week. Perfect. Let's get together. Forget what they're looking at online. We'll figure out what they want to look, what they want to see when they get here. The next step, though, was I've got to get them in town. So it's being clear on what is the next step. And when you set your follow up, that's the conversation you're going to have. If they're out of town, we got to get them in town. If they're in town, we got to get them into a property. They're in town and they looked at property, but their husband hasn't seen it. Next step is we got to get the husband on board. How can we get everybody together? So it's being clear on that and being deliberate in your follow-up to make sure that you each call you're moving them forward. Don't just have the, you know, how are things going? Have you found anything you liked conversation? Yeah, just some people are following up just for the sake of making a, 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 yeah, they think a it's touching a them. Contact, yeah, I like that. I, I I was thinking of. I don't know that I've used this term before. Maybe I've heard it from somebody else, but it's like funnel management. You've already got them in the funnel, and you're managing that whole process of the mm -hmm. funnel. You know, because people move from the top of the funnel to the bottom of the funnel. And I, I what I'm hearing here is funnel management, which is which is really good. Well, hey, look, I know we could go on this subject for probably another hour, but um, you know, most people don't want to listen to our podcast anymore, um, like we used to do a long time ago. So why don't we just stop here? And um, for those of you that are listening, thank you for continuing to uh, follow us on the Level Up podcast. Really appreciate it. Um, a few things uh, that you can do um, is you ought to go to Facebook. If you're on Facebook, I assume you are, and check out Real Estate Sales Solutions. Just join that group. It's free. There's no cost to it. Just join the group. Brendan and I, Abe, and other people that uh, are you know, that are good friends of us are constantly posting free content on there. So feel free to uh, check out Real Estate Sales Solutions Facebook page. And then of course, we have a coaching program called Agent Success Academy. So if you go to realestatesalessolutions.com, check out the Agent Success Academy. We'd love to help you get to the next level. Uh, Brendan, thank you again. You bet. Talk soon.